Rockwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello and welcome everyone to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host and your guide for the week. Thank you for joining us. Good morning to you. Yes, it is morning. It is morning because we are waking up. We are waking up to our true life. So how are you this morning? How have you been this week? Have you lived the week the way we always talk about? Living in thanks, being very thankful in all things. Giving when you can. And because you have the power to choose, love first and then choose. If you lived your life that way this week, then I know you've had an amazing week and you've made an amazing week for the people around you. So good morning to you and thank you again for joining. Uh, we are here in, um, I'll just call it a continuation of what we've shifted toward. Now, if you have been following, you know that throughout the year, we've been talking about some very key tools for your life's toolbox, how to get over fear or overcome fear and how to increase your belief in yourself and, and to tap into the genius that you have within you and to, and to get connected spiritually with yourself and, and all of those things. These are all tools for you to use throughout the year or throughout your life. And but there are real life issues that we are starting to talk about so that you can put those tools into play. And if you, if you know the guests that we've had on over the, over the several weeks that we've been on, we've had guests that are just experts at personal development, at spirituality, hypnotherapy. Uh, we've had self-help authors or well-renowned authors, celebrities on to really talk us through how to use these tools that we've been talking about all year. And I think that's absolutely critical, and I'm glad you had a chance to, to experience that with me. And if you haven't, I recommend you go to iTunes and look up Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy and go back and listen to some of those shows, all of them if you can. They are so enlightening, uplifting, and empowering for you to do that, and I think it will help you along the way. But if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about taking a, a little bit of a shift. Instead of continuing to give you more and more tools, we were going to talk about real life issues. And our first show was uh, regarding suicides. Now, that's a real life issue. And we've been talking about things like change, how to get through change, how to, how to really find your, your niche in life and those kinds of things that, that real life presents challenges to us sometimes. And we need that to move forward. 
Um, we've talked about finance. We've had a finance guru on to talk about how you manage your money and, and what are the things you should be doing to, to really pay attention to your financial health as well as your, your physical health and, and your mental health and emotional health. So right now we're going to, to um, I'm going to introduce a guest to you. I didn't, I didn't mention that to you. I have a guest tonight. Yes, it's not just you and I. We have a guest that's going to join us tonight. His name is Mr. Atticus Wegman. And Atticus comes to us uh, from New Hampton, Iowa. He was, he was born in New Hampton, Iowa, and he's attended Fresno State University, where he obtained his Bachelor's of Arts degree in political science, and he graduated magna cum laude. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Anybody who could say that, I have the utmost respect for. They have a super level of intelligence. And in an effort to remind our elective officials of the importance of education, he spoke directly with several state legislators regarding the rising tuition costs and the effects that such costs will have on low-income families. So looking out for the low-income families, that, that, that's just, that says a lot about this gentleman. Uh, I won't read his entire resume, but he's attended Chapman University a School of Law. So Mr. Wegman is an attorney at law, and I'm so happy to have him with us today. He, his list of accolades and, and credentials are very long, so we could take up the, the whole first segment talking about those, but we won't do that. We'll get right into it, and welcome, Mr. Wegman, to our show. Mr. Wegman, are you with us? Yeah, thank you for having me, and um, I, I must say thank you for the praise. Um, I, I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm glad that you've taken the time your, of your busy, busy schedule to join us. And uh, uh, do you mind if I call you Atticus? No, no problem at all. That sounds fine. All right, great. Well, thank you. Uh, I wanted to uh, have you on this week because uh, we've been talking about a lot of real-life issues. And who better to really talk about real-life issues than an attorney who's probably seen a lot of real-life issues? I imagine you're uh, pretty busy in your practice. Yes. Um, you know, the issues we deal with, um, or at least that I've been dealing with over the past four years now, um, are really traumatizing, you know, physical and emotional injuries, um, you know, whether it be um, accidents or, or medical malpractice cases um, where someone drops the ball. Um, we deal with clients that have to suffer and deal with those pains really for, in some cases, the remainder of their life and, and um, not just physically, but um, emotionally as well. And, and, and so, you know, have kind of some direct experience with that over the past couple of years of my life. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's very interesting because people who get injured or who have a, a claim uh, against someone, they will come to you to to help them with that, right? And and it's it's kind of a wide variety, and, and it's not always you know uh, physical you know injuries, uh, people that are you know um, a victim of basically unlawful conduct like fraud or or a business dispute as well. We do handle those types of cases and, and represent those clients. Um, but yeah, I would say our our, our main focus is those that deal with, uh, you know, physical injuries and then um, emotional injuries. And in some cases, it's an emotional injury after witnessing a physical injury, um, you know, like the loss of a loved one or, or something like that. 
Wow. Yeah, that, that, would, uh, that would certainly create some emotional strain and stress for, for a person. When, when that happens, um, is there, is there any, anything you, you do normally to, to comfort people, or is it just a matter of making sure they, knew, they know all the facts and what they're up against, and, and is that comforting to them as well? Um, yeah, no, that's a good question, and, you know, I think um, to, to be the best advocate for your client, it's really difficult because, um, you know, oftentimes it's so easy to get emotionally involved and, 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 and you know, feel for your client, but at the same time, uh, it's important to remain focused and to remove yourself and remain detached. Um, from the case, and I think you know what you'll find, and and you know what the the literature says, and 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 what's been proven and tried is it's best to to try to you know remain focused as opposed to um, you know getting too uh, attached to your client. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you don't have feelings and you don't emotionally represent your client but but it's kind of a fine line i guess yes i would imagine that's a tough line to to walk at times particularly if there's a case that you're dealing with that has a particular uh, resonation with you it, it resonates with you in 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 some form of your own personal life you can really um understand what the person may be going through uh it would be hard to stay detached then i would think yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? There's, um, you know, representing clients that have been the victim of, you know, um, you know, someone else's wrongful conduct. I mean, it involves a lot of emotions. You, you become emotional and, and you want to fight for your client and, and do your best for them. Um, and, and then you feel pain for their injuries. And at the same time, and it's just happened recently in a case where I started to be, become a little angered in a way at the, um, you know, the, the conduct of the defendant in one of our cases. Um, and, and so, you know, I, it is difficult to juggle those emotions and still remain focused and, at, you know, and try to find the light at the end of the tunnel, which is really what, what you need to do for your client, I think. Yes, yes. Oh, that's uh, that's a that's a burden. Uh, not a burden, but it sounds like it's a, it's it's heavy to carry that for you to go in uh, every day to deal with that. How do you stay centered and focused with all of that around you? Other people going through all that trauma. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I may not be the best to, to, to you know speak to that, but but I will you know tell you what I do personally to try to I guess you know keep a good quality of life, um, you know, and I guess part of it is, is um, you know, I, I try to live uh, a healthy lifestyle, incorporate, um, you know, fitness and things like that to take my mind off of, um, you know, the the job. And, and mm-hmm. you know, the job is really, it, it's so easy to, to keep that on your mind 24 hours a day. Sure. Um, you know, it's, I'll catch myself at the gym sometimes thinking about things I need to do on certain, you know, for certain clients. And, and sometimes I, I tell myself, you know, just, just put it away and leave it at work um, and, and get back at it tomorrow. Um, so, you know, I, I do try to, to 
you know, fitness I think is important and, and, yes. um, and, um, you know, any other hobbies that I have, I try to make sure I spend time with those and, and dedicate time to those. That's great. That's great. That's important to do. You know, a lot of people talk about balance, having life balance. And, um, um, I've always said the balance is not really where you spend your time, but it's how you spend your time. If you're fully present, uh, at work and you're fully present at play, then you're, then you're really balanced. So we're, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll come back with Mr. Atticus Wegman and we'll talk more about real life issues. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to True Life Academy. We have a special, special guest with us tonight, Mr. Atticus Wegman, who is an attorney at law in the state of California. And uh, Atticus has been talking to us about some of the uh, real tough issues that his clients have gone through and, and go through and how he stays kind of sane through it all. Um, and I, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to close on that, but I also wanted to open the phone lines in case someone wanted to call in and, and either comment on something that he has to say or ask a question. That number, if you want to call in live, it is 866-404-6519. Let me give it to you again. It's 866 404 
6519. And uh, you can talk to us live and, and see if there's anything that we're saying that hits home for you or you have a question that we might be able to address and answer. So, so Atticus, as we were talking about, um, at, at least at the beginning, as I was introducing you, I did not name all the things that you've been um, cited for and, and awarded. And I was so impressed in, in reading your bio and uh, getting to know you that way a little bit better. The achievements. Tell me something about how you went from a small town in Iowa to achieving all of this and living in California. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I was born in Iowa, and, um, you know, I, I lived there, I guess, until maybe I was right before junior high, so, you know, 12 or 13. Um, and then I came out to California. Um, my mother took a job uh, teaching, single mom, and uh, I had a younger sister, too. And, um, yeah, we, we just drove across country in a U-Haul truck. Um, we towed our van on the back of the U-Haul truck, I think, if I remember correctly, and really kind of just started a life out in, out in Southern California area. Um, I would go back to Iowa, you know, during the summers to see family members. But, um, you know, from that day forward, I, I think, you know, I, I kind of started to establish a life out in California. Um, and you know, so, it, um, I'm happy that's what happened and, um, and I love being out here. So, you know, that's kind of where it started. And then that's where my California ties, I guess, started to begin. So your, your, uh, your decision to go into law and become an attorney and to achieve all this, uh, this greatness, I'll call it, that you are on your journey of continuing to achieve. Where does that where does that come from? Where you know, um, my family when I grew up, um, uh, many of them were were lawyers. My uncles and my grandfather, and I was close to them. So you know, it was kind of a family profession, I guess you could say. And then um, uh, you know, my my mother gave me the name Atticus, which just is a whole lot of expectations, <laughs> um, and. Um, that's another story in itself, but it was, you know, at, at times I was kind of like, yeah, I'm the odd kid with the, with the different name, and then I started to grow into the name and appreciate the name, and now I'm grateful. So uh, all those things together kind of just led me down this path, but, uh, you know, I, I will say I, I do enjoy what I do. I do enjoy this work, and um, I think it's the right, you know, type of cause for me. Um, so, so I'm happy where I'm at. That's great. That's great. You know, it's interesting that you say that because if you are happy doing what you do, there's a portion of that that gives you gives you joy. And it and um, from what uh, I know of you, it's it's about helping others. And uh, I've been impressed with the fact that you've always seemed to look out for the underdog and try to help others, whether it's a senior citizen or or someone who who isn't educated or or, or low income or or someone like that. So um, tell us about that. What what drives you there? You know, <laughs> I I think it's a situation where I um, I I enjoy helping others, but it's um a, there's a sense of fairness to it, and um, 
Looking back, I think it was, I remember this when I was a kid, a young kid, maybe eight years old or six years old. I was, you know, I loved playing sports, but I would never play on a team if my team was had the advantage or, or we were supposed to win. Or I would never play somebody, you know. And so I would always say, listen, you know, I'd always choose to be on the underdog because it wasn't about winning. It was about, you know, exceeding expectations and taking down the team that was predicted to win. And the same thing would happen when I would play people that, you know, were older than me that would, would take it easy on me. I would tell them, listen, um, I don't want to play unless you're going to play seriously, you know, because I knew they could beat me, but I knew they weren't playing. So um, I would just stop the game and, and they'd get mad too. And, and, and that would be that. But, you know, as I got older, I started to, feel the same way you know I just felt like there are certain people out there that um, you know are have fallen on hard times or have and we all have these issues in our lives I think but um, yeah I've always been one that wanted to level the playing ground as best I could and, and if I ever saw or was in a situation where I could do that I, I, I always you know and I still do try to you know spend time and effort to to do my part. Yes, yes. Well, that's very, very commendable. And uh, if it's if it's started as a as a young boy and it's in part of your DNA, that's something to really be grateful for. Um, many people have to actually hit hard times first before they wake up to realize that others are in that same situation. And when they come out of it, they they really have an obligation to help. So you're you're blessed with with that that uh, inner knowledge that inner wisdom that you have and always have had apparently. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, it's just some, you're right. I think it's something that, um, is just kind of inside of me that, um, you know, lashes out in a good way. And, and at times I'll, I'll stand up and, and I think, um, I would be the one that would probably say, listen, this isn't fair, or, you know, you, you can't do this, and you can't take advantage of somebody, you just can't do that, and because just, you know, some people don't have the ability to, to defend themselves, I guess, you know, and so. Right. right. Well, when you, when you talk about um, that, I, you know, what comes to mind for me is the word values, and so, you know, if I, if I say that word to you, values, Give me your thoughts around that as it applies to the world and as it applies to you, maybe. Yeah, um, you know, I guess to me personally, um, I think it's important to establish uh, good relationships with friends and family. And I think most everyone would agree with that. But I, I think I might take that a little deeper and talk about um, – having, you know, genuine relationships as opposed to having relationships. Um, I just know that in my life, I, there's a difference between an acquaintance, a friend, and then a genuine friend. And, um, and sometimes it takes, um, uh, you know, time and effort and embarrassment, and you have to experience things with people to get to that level of closeness. But um, I, I think I would value genuine um relationships I think those are important and, and that helps that helps us all move forward and we have a support system as we go forward with those genuine relationships um, you know and, and obviously um, 
Uh, I, I, I value honesty as well. I think we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of people nowadays where it, we're, we're losing the mom and pop. Uh, stores and, and companies and, and the big corporations are taking over. And, you know, there's good to bad, good and bad to that. But one thing I think we, you know, need to remember is, um, you know, um, there's something to be said about putting aside greed and promoting, you know, um, healthy work environments where we're not all about making a buck, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, excellent. Well said. And, and I'll tell you, the uh, the issue around uh, genuine relationships is, is so important in terms of of being authentic when you are in a relationship, whether it's friends, family, or, or otherwise, um, makes such a difference uh, as opposed to just walking through the steps of what a friend would do um, when you bring your whole self to that relationship. I think that makes, makes a big difference. And it sounds like you have that as one of your values. Yeah, I think, um, you know, being genuine in a relation in, in any relationship is, is crucial. And it's so easy to, to not be genuine. <laughs> and, you know, we all probably have those friends or, or family members or whoever, where it's just not a very deep relationship. And to me, I just, I really value those deep, genuine relationships because, um, they just mean so much more, and they're so much long, so much more long-lasting. Yes, yes. Uh, when you mentioned uh, at an early age, we only have a couple of minutes before the break, but if you can quickly just tell us, um, uh, when you came to California, um, you came with your mother and sister. Uh, did you consider those tough times, or did you really consider any part of your life that was really, really tough? Oh yeah, I I mean I was I was 12 years old, so I always remembered. Uh, um, you know, I, I uh, we didn't have a lot of money, but you know I always respected my mother, so I, I never complained. I just dealt with the fact that we didn't have money, and I I dealt with that, I guess. Um, and, you know, also being the only male in the family at a young age in a new area in a new environment, I was probably a little bit more cautious of things and a little bit more observant, um, trying to kind of be the man of a household, even though you can't be because you're 12 years old, but <laughs> you, you're pretty darn observant and cautious at that age, and you probably catch things most don't because you're kind of, you know, on the lookout for what's coming down the pipeline. Yes. Yes. Well, it's, it's important. I, somehow at, at that age, you, you just get the feeling you, you have to step up and and even though the rest of the world may not see you that way, you see yourself in that leadership role, and that's that's real important. If it starts that early, it, it seems to follow you through through your life as well. That's that's great. Well, we're yeah, going right. to yeah, we're going to uh, take a quick break. When I when I, when we get back, we're going to uh, ask you a couple of questions around uh, some of life's issues and what you do for fun as well, because I think it's always good to have fun in life. And, uh, you know, life isn't a drag. It can be fun. So we want to hear from you on that as well. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break.
If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out MarkLepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lepinski. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central on Toginet.com. To True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We are here with Mr. Atticus Wegman, and he is an attorney at law in California, and he has been talking to us about several things that that deal with real life. The practice that he, he has and he's a part of is helping others who are simply, I'll, I'll just rephrase it and say the underdog who've, who've been through something that they need some legal help with. And, and uh, it, it turns out that that's kind of a, a theme for Atticus throughout his life, even as a kid. So um, I appreciate knowing that about you. And also, the, the values that you bring to the table and, and that are a part of you, all of that seems to just tie in so nicely. The, the one thing that, that really struck me, Atticus, as I was reading your bio, and let me just finish reading a couple of things so that people get a real sense of, of who, who's talking to them right now. Um, when you were in law school at Chapman University, uh, you were a senior editor of a scholarly law journal and a member of the mock trial and, and moot court teams. Um, you also were, were awarded a scholarship from the American Board of Trial Advocates, and and you've had uh, you had the privilege of interning with local uh, local, state, and uh, federal judges. Um, you know I, I, that's a lot in school, and so somewhat of a someone. I won't even call you an overachiever. You're just an achiever, and. Uh, uh, to to specialize in what you specialize today and bringing all that to bear that 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 says a lot. Yeah, you know, I think it was really more of a 
scared out of my mind that I wasn't going to have a job, so um, <laughs> I decided to to basically work nonstop at every possible job I could or in or place I could intern at um, to really try to increase my 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 contacts. Um, but yeah, I think it was really a. Um, what do they say? Isn't some people say fear is the best motivator, and I I think that may have been the case while I was in law school. <laughs> well, you know, some sometimes fear can hold you back. So for for you to to jump out there and go forward with with that fear and letting fear motivate you says a lot. You know, we we did a show about fear and how sometimes it just freezes us and we just stop in our tracks, and sometimes it actually makes us turn and run the other way. Um, so it says a lot about you to use that to uh, really increase your courage and just go for it. That really does say a lot. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. But yeah, you know, I, I would have to I would have to lean on the fact that it was largely due to fear. Um, but at the same time, it was um, an issue where um, I, you know, I did it. I just enjoy what I do, and, and I enjoy this profession. So. Um, you know, some people say, yeah, you know, that, that they don't enjoy where they're spending their hours at, at work. But but to me, it is kind of fun um, to, to come into the office. And I was telling someone not too long ago, and then they were in a they were they're an attorney as well, but they're on a, in a different area of law than I am. And I said, you know, what? You know not everyone has this. And, I, and I'm definitely don't want to take this for granted. But uh, uh, work for me does feel like, you know, one hour goes by and and then I leave the office when in reality was I just spent eight or nine hours here. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty grateful for that. Oh, that's great. That's great. It, it you know, it, it also it's, it says here you were named a rising star by super lawyers magazine in, in 2012. And no more than two and a half percent of the lawyers in California are named to that list. So it's not only that you're working hard, but you're you're actually achieving a level of notoriety on the way. Well, yeah, you know, I I definitely have to thank my um, you know my, my mentors because um, you know any any award that I get or any praise I get, I mean, it really has to go to them, um, and that's. You know, I, I, I work at a um, in a law firm here in California that um, really does spend the time and effort to train the younger lawyers like myself. Um, and now that I'm moving into the you know getting closer to the to the middle range of of I guess my career, I, I I'm now understanding how important that was during the, the early years there that I, you know, I'd stay late at night and, and someone else that was quite a bit more advanced would stay there as well to kind of coach me through the issues that I was having. So, um, so I do, you know, I'm grateful for that as well. Yes. Yes. So let me ask you this with, with all of the work and all of the, uh, just call it the commitment to, to the work and the passion that you have for the work. Where where does the where does the other side of you get um, re-energized and refreshed? The fun side is there a part of you that that really enjoys being with friends and family and 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 building that side up as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, over you know over the pretty much since high school, I guess I 
I had a knack for, I guess, creating a, a, a group of friends, and we've been able to stay together throughout the years, through college, and then, you know, into you know, any sort of graduate school and then into the married life for some of my friends. And it's, uh, uh, we have this rare ability where, where we just enjoy each other's company so much that, that we, you know, remain close. Um, and that's probably the most fun I have. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, snorkeling or scuba diving necessarily. It's really about who I surround myself with, self with, because that's how I have the most fun. Um, you know, playing off each other's personalities and, and things like that. So, yeah, that's great. That's great. That is that, it's so important to have that. And as you mentioned, as one of your values, um, having those relationships is a very important part of of life as well. That's that's why when you mentioned the, the work that you were doing, that there had to be something else going on there that that fulfilled that other value of friends and family, and and it sounds like you really do take care of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a good group of friends that we still, um, and we're all over. Some are out of state, but we still somehow manage to get something on the calendar to hang out. And, uh, you know, whatever it may be, um, even if it's just going to a new destination and meeting at that new destination and, and experiencing that new destination together, um, is, you know, we, we did that recently and just had a blast. So, um, it's, I think it's going to be harder and harder as we get older and our lives kind of move move apart. But, you know, having that on the calendar is something to look forward to. Yes, yes. So balancing that, those good, really healthy, uh, passionate relationships and emotions with the work that you were describing that you do of people who are really hurting, whether it's physically or emotionally, and balancing between those two worlds, um, that's, that takes a, a little bit of a toll on you, I would think, or maybe not. How do you, how do you, do you compartmentalize the, the, the two, or how do you deal with that? Uh, you know, I, I try not to think about it, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's a good word. I think it may be um, compartmentalizing a bit. Um, I haven't really thought about that a whole lot, but but maybe I do. I, I think that's probably what I do. I um, I I have the you know I can turn something on and off and, and plug something away or put it in a, a certain area of my brain and and focus on other things um, to remove myself from whatever situation I'm currently in. Um, you know, I yeah. You know, I haven't really spent a lot of time to think about that. It just kind of, it is what it is, and it kind of comes as it, you know, comes and goes. But, um, yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to bring. I don't want to bring it. I don't want to bring it too close to to the other world, so that it, that it that it starts to bleed over. But uh, is it was there ever a case that you've dealt with that that was more difficult to do that you really couldn't get it out of your mind that. You know, maybe it involved a child or or an elderly person or something. That can you tell us about one of those? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when was it? Was last year? I had a a case where it was an elderly um, woman. Um, she was maybe sixty five or so, seventy years old, um, but she was the sweetest lady, and uh, she had been rear ended, and um, she suffered some 
some pretty painful fractures to her ribs um, that she was dealing with for quite a while after the after the accident while she was healing um, in the relationship because I had been talking to her pretty regularly for um, you know the better part of a year uh, I kind of came to know her pretty well and then what was going on with her in her personal life and she didn't really have any other family members uh, or friends um, and you know sometimes we would call and she would mentioned that she was going through some financial problems and she was thinking of filing for bankruptcy and if I could help her with that. And and at the same time, she was telling me things that had me uh, believing that, you know, there were some predators out there, some financial predators, because she had people calling for loan modifications and, and this and that and all these different, what to me seemed like scams, but she was just the sweetest, most naive person, I, you know, I, I felt like I needed to step in, and there were several times where we talked, and I, and something I, I, I hadn't done in any other case, and I told her, I said, you need to tell those people to call me, mm. you know, uh, because uh, you're, you're just too sweet and too kind, and, and I'll get to the bottom of it, I think, or at least I'll do my best, and then we can go from there, but, um, wow. you know, that was just a really, really a good situation, I think, for me to experience. So, yes, yes. Well, I, I can imagine that, that many of those cases are are difficult difficult to disconnect from, especially when you see someone being um, taken advantage of that way, um, and 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 quite often they don't even know it until it's too late. Um, so to be there for them, I'm, I'm sure that that's very much appreciated by the people that benefit from from what you do. Uh, and it just says, a, it says a lot of, about you as well. So thank you for that. In fact, uh, if, uh, if anyone ever needs an attorney, I would suggest you go to Atticus. Because <laughs> he, he, bring, he brings his heart as well as his mind thank to the you, job. Thank you. So uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to take a, a short break. When we get back, Atticus, I'd like to hear some things from you that maybe you can you can tell the people listening some of the things that they need to um, do for their own careers and how to achieve the things that they want to achieve the way you did. We'll be right back. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that you gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. 
Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Littman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. All right, so Atticus, we're back, and uh, it's it sounds like uh, you have really got your hands full with with some of the cases that you that you have, and uh, what I would like to to really talk about now with you is to ask you if there are young attorneys or young people who want to become attorneys, then uh, what would you suggest? Or even if they're not even going into law, other things. You obviously have captured a way to become successful with wherever you were growing up, being the, the, the man of the house at 12 years old, uh, and, and then pushing forward through fear and through other things that seem to stand in the way. What would you suggest, or do you even talk to young people today and, and help them move forward? Okay, well, Atticus is attempting to reconnect here. Uh, we will, I'll tell you this, um, as an attorney... You know, I've all, all often thought of attorneys as being very, uh, I guess I'll call them almost cold. And, and, it's, and Atticus is proving just the opposite, obviously. He has got a heart. He's got deep values. He comes from a small town. He helps elderly, helps young people. He's, he's mentoring young people as he began to talk, talk to us about. Um, and so... You know, there are all these uh, lawyer jokes, right? And people always have this view of an attorney. But hopefully you're getting a sense in listening to Atticus speak today that um, it's not the case all the time. And, uh, and maybe he can, he can address that uh, when we reconnect with him. Um, in the meantime, I do want to uh, share with you a couple of things. If you would... Uh, Please go to ClarenceCaldwell.com, provide us with your email information. We'll send out um, uh, some, I'll, I'll just call them gifts, free gifts to you that I'm always trying to, to put together and, and make sure that you have the best of the best so that you can live your best life. And in order to do that, I need to know how to get it to you. So if you go to ClarenceCaldwell.com and and provide your email address, we'll, we'll, we'll put you on our list uh, to receive these things as they come up. The other thing that we'll 
will uh, will ask is if you go to our Facebook page at Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy and like us there, um, and then of course follow us on Twitter at it's called at True Life Academy at True Life Academy. So follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, um, provide us your information on the, the website. And, and, and then follow our blog. We have a blog on that site as well. We have a WordPress blog at clarencecaldwell.me uh, that you can follow as well. So all of that, there's no excuse for you not to stay in touch and learn everything you can about uh, living the, the most fabulous life you can live and, uh, and be equipped to deal with life's challenges. When, uh, when you do that, then uh, things seem to change. The game changes a bit. And uh, I, I, you begin to see life for the, the joy and the wonderment that, that is really around us all the time. In fact, I had talked about many of the things that surround us all the time. I think it, was, it may have been on our last show where I talked about the starlings and how they fly in formation. And I talked about... Um, uh, the wonders of the world and, and how the grass seems to just follow the sun from morning to night. It just bends toward the sun. The things like having a caterpillar turn into a butterfly and that while they're in the cocoon, they completely liquefy before turning into this beautiful creature. Uh, these wonderful, wonderful things are part of the world around us. And they're in, in order for you to really appreciate those things, and I know that you do appreciate those, then you must know that those things are a part of you as well. So your life is more than just getting up, going to work, um, just doing the, the mundane things every day, but that it is truly a miracle in itself. Your life is truly a wonder in itself. And knowing that should really assist you and help you in moving through the challenges that you face every day. Because the challenges you face every day are temporary. Your life and the wonders of your life are there always. So when you run into a challenge, that too shall pass, as they say. Uh, the wonder of your life, the miracle of your life is always there. And that will always trump any roadblock or speed bump that you run into. So with that, um, hopefully you'll, you'll, get, uh, uh, you'll start to see things a bit different in terms of how, how important you are as a part of this landscape, how important you are. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind relative to your life is really understanding how your thoughts create your reality. We, had, we, had, we did a, show, a full show on that. So let me just remind you of that one. This is one of the tools, I guess, that can help you understand how the, the world around you, how the life that you have, that you live, that, that you've created, that you are creating every day, how that takes place. And I often tell people that it's not magic. It's not something that's mystical and magic, but it's, it's truly a matter of what you think about, if you think about something long enough, it becomes a belief. And if you believe something, then your choices that you make are 
determined by the, what your beliefs are. Now, the choices you make determine your actions, and your actions determine your reality. So when we talk about thoughts creating reality, we're really not talking about a magical thing. We're talking about something very logical. You think about something long enough, it becomes a belief. Your belief affects your choices. Your choices affect your action. Your action creates your reality. So your thoughts do create your reality. So it's a very quick overview of that. And I think we have Atticus back with us. Are you there, Atticus? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. My, we have new head, headsets at my office, and um, I guess there was a, some technical issues there. Uh, no, not a problem. We have, uh, we have about three minutes left on the show, and you were talking to us about helping uh, some of the young, young people coming up these days. Yeah, oh yeah, and I I started to, to talk about a um a launch I had recently with with some younger uh kids right out of college and you know, it was just interesting listening to them and and um what they want to do with their lives and and whether or not they want to jump into the legal profession profession and um you know, I noticed a couple things. One of which they they all seem very optimistic, which was which was a really good sign. And and um, you, you know, I remember myself, and I'm not sure I was so optimistic. Um, so that was the first thing that jumped out because I thought, you know, if they're optimistic in a time where it, it, it may not be the the, uh, the most promising, and and um, you may be in a situation where you're fighting for jobs and, and trying to attain success, um, and you're still able to remain optimistic. I think you're in, you have a pretty good thing going for you. Yes, yes, good. I'm sure they were very receptive to someone who's been there to to hear that hear that message. Yeah, I gave them the war stories. I think, but <laughs> I, I also tried to um, you know encourage them, but. Um, you know, it was a it was um, a good meeting, and and I think um, I was able to to kind of give them a, a good fair assessment of of what the the road is ahead, at least for the the short term future. Wow, that's great. That's great. You know, everyone needs that as they're as they're moving through their journey because we you know we don't get there alone. None of us does it alone. So your being there for them means a lot. They may not even know how much it means yet. But uh, thank you for sharing that with them. Well, we are down to our last minute here. So before we go, is there any one thing, if you were sitting in front of that, that group today, is there one thing you would tell them, always do this or never do that, um, that, that is a takeaway for us? Um, you know, one thing that I've always tried to do is um, and employ in my life is uh, to always keep moving forward, um, even if it's a, a physical injury, if it's um, you, know, you lose a job or you lose a relationship, whatever it is. Um, you, there's always something to move forward. There's always a reason to move forward, and there's always something out there that should justify why you're moving forward. So I, I just, you know, moving forward are the two words that I, are always in the back of my mind. Just move past it, keep moving forward. Great. Thank you, Atticus, and thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach trainer and motivational speaker Clarence Caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success. 
to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.